0: My husband was in the U.S. Air Force, and uh, one of his assignments was Tehran, Iran, and we could go there as a family. We could take all of our household goods uh, and car, which was uh, a little bit unusual for a foreign assignment, so we did. Uh, We got there, I think, just prior to the advent of the real upheaval that became the Islamic Revolution. We arrived there in the middle of 1978. To me, it was such, we had lived in other countries. We had visited other countries. We had a lot of experiences under our belts at that point. But this, to me, seemed different. And I, for the first time in my life, began to keep a journal. That journal became a page one, a a cover story, actually, for a a magazine. Uh, And so a lot of people got to read. what it was like on a daily basis as that country really devolved into what became the Islamic Revolution. Uh, my greatest memory of all that was the lack of information, good, solid information. When we arrived, there were English language newspapers, there was an English language um, a television station, um, and we thought we were keeping up on the news, uh, but as things began to deteriorate, uh, there was rioting, uh, there were killings, um, uh, fires, uh, the Shah, I think, <laughs> I know, felt like he was losing grip, and so he tightened his grip, and uh, English language newspapers uh, were shut down the English language uh, television station uh, began to play nothing but classical music uh, and the image was a photograph of the Shah resplendent in his military uniform. Um, And uh, the only real information we got, ironically, was very late at night, usually at midnight, we could tune in on our little radio. Radio Moscow that had an English-language broadcast. That was it. Uh, otherwise, the U.S. Embassy and Military Command in Tehran issued on an infrequent or random basis things that were labeled infograms, and they were one-sheet uh, papers that kind of listed uh, things that they thought were of importance to uh, the um, Americans uh, who were living in Iran. Uh, the the curfew hours, um, the rationing of gasoline and bottled gas, uh, when uh, gas stations would be open. Um, uh, riots that had occurred, where they had occurred, and this was always after the fact, uh, precautions that we should be taking. Um, And we were just starved to know what was really going on, and it had a profound impact on us. We as a family certainly drew closer together, we're all we had, our little nuclear family. We had some neighbors who were also Americans, either working for defense contractors or um, corporations such as Bell Helicopter, uh, and who were also in the, the U.S. military. Uh, But we we were all kind of cut off. We felt it was unsafe to go outside. Uh, One of the security precautions we took was if anyone knocked on our apartment door, one of our children, older children, would answer it because we knew that no Iranian, no matter what their intentions, would harm a child, not deliberately. So. Uh, Yeah, we became very insular and um, cut off from the world. So that lack of information, returning to the United States, and my children and I returned without my husband. We were evacuated uh, among the last American dependents to be evacuated from that country. We were (laughs) shipped out on a cargo plane. (laughs) If anybody has any idea what it's like to sit (laughs) with your kids in a cargo plane. Uh, it's not pleasant, um, but returning to the to this country and realizing if we had had better information, we would not have been caught up in the terrible throes that uh, occurred and I say we I mean my children and I because my husband was assigned there, that was his duty to be there uh, and um, Uh, But when we left, we left everything. We had five suitcases, three kids, me, and five suitcases and everything else, all of our furniture, uh, which okay, furniture can replace our furniture was custom made teak furniture we had made in, in in an assignment in Taiwan, and yes, it was just material things, and it turned out of course to be uh, immaterial when it came to the real what 's really important in life, uh, but our car, our appliances, everything, and then of course, we left my husband um, my kid's father, there, not knowing when he would leave. He was told he was going to have to complete his two year assignment, which was uh uh well over a year probably about 18 months to go and um so we, we were plunged into a black hole. We didn't know where to go. We didn't have any money. We didn't have a home. We didn't have anything. Um, we were very fortunate uh, in that we connected up with some friends in Michigan where we had lived before we went to Iran. And uh, we, we actually house sat for a couple who uh, went to Florida for the winter. Um, so, uh, but I, I was just completely... Um, committed to the idea of people really do have a right to know and that sent me back to college to complete my degree. I graduated with a degree in communications and journalism. Uh, I had a newspaper career which led to my um, uh, tenure with the uh, LA Superior Court and then after that as an international uh, court media relations uh, person, consultant who uh, got to go to many countries all over the world, um, uh, and, and it it led to an exciting life.